in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. But remember, don't follow us in person because we might have to get a restraining order against you. And we don't know how to do that, so that will be very difficult for us. Anyway, a, great segue. It was a great segue. Yes. Great segue coming in hot right now from the USA Today. Boys are in crisis, Jennifer. Yes. They're in crisis. <laughs> y- yes, all over the place. Apparently, schools are failing young males. And here's what needs to change in classrooms right now. Can I make an argument? Absolutely. I feel like schools are just failing everybody. And no one wants to change them at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, as we all know, I have a public school teacher as a sister. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, she's great. Mm-hmm. It's the system that sucks. Shout out to Jennifer's sister for being a great teacher. Yes, love you, sis. But no one seems to want to change that system. And whenever someone wants to try, the same people who want to change that system are vehemently against any change whatsoever, which is very odd. Or people are just like, well, you know, you just, you can't change it because it's going to cost money and we don't have money for schools or anything. Yeah, so let's continue to fail the kids, which is apparently what we've been doing for a very long time, according to USA Today. Now, are you at all surprised that schools are failing young males? I'm assuming that this article is going to go in to how schools are failing young males uh, compared to young females. Are you surprised by that at all? Um, I don't know. Part of me wants to say yes, just based on what I know about children and their learning styles and how boys do tend to have more problems with ADHD and just focus in general and things like that. But then also I have other thoughts and I don't know. I can see both sides where they might be failing both. Now, do boys actually have a higher rate of ADHD, or are they just bored? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think they're just bored. Like, if you are taking a child in a classroom setting, a boy specifically, and saying, why is he not sitting in the seat? Why is he always over there causing trouble and and ruckus? Because he's bored as hell. Yeah. I hated school. I, I bet I bet you someone would have diagnosed me with, with ADHD. I was never in my seat. I was always with my friends trying to make them laugh. I was always causing trouble. I would build things in my desk, like, you know, in that, in that little cubby. Mm-hmm. I made a marble track. Don't ask me where I got the supplies. I just <laughs> I accrued them on the desert island that was my classroom. But I was just bored as hell. Yeah. I didn't have ADHD. I was just bored. I mean, I really just don't feel like the classroom environment is especially like five-year-olds has has anybody ever met a five-year-old they don't sit still they they don't Mm -hmm. want to pay attention like sitting in a classroom for that long is just not conducive to their learning the problem is you have government bureaucrats making policies for five-year-olds and they have never met a five-year-old or and so when they're when they go in for their photo shoot they have the uh the kleenex and they're Wiping down the child before they pat them on the head for the picture. But let's get into the article. In a recent New York Times essay, 
it's become increasingly hard for them to feel good about themselves, Thomas Edsall reviews a variety of research studies highlighting the plight of young men in the United States. As a frontline educator who has worked in boys' schools for over 30 years and served as head of boys' schools for the past 20 years, I've been an unhappy witness to this dilemma. I'm guessing this is this is Christopher Brigginson, the author of this article, speaking. I am only going to assume. Okay. Data supports the claim that boys are falling behind, and dramatically so. For example, there is a growing gender gap in high school graduation rates. According to Brookings Institution, in 2018, about 88% of girls graduated on time compared with 82% of boys. For college enrollment, the gender gap is even more striking, with men now trailing women in higher education at record levels. Last year, women made up 60% of college students, while men accounted for only 40%. According to statistics from the National Student Clearinghouse, college enrollment in the United States has declined by 1.5 million students over the past five years, with men accounting for 71% of the drop, so they're making the claim that less men are attending college, and thusly less men are graduating from college. My argument to that would be, okay, so first of all, there is a huge push for more women to get into, like, the STEM areas, so science, math, all that sort of stuff. Um, There's less of a push for women to get like more trade jobs so plumbers electricians things like that i really this might sound bad i don't feel like this is a problem i feel like this is just a thing like i don't feel like more like men are falling behind going to college because they're not getting a good education i think they're probably just like dude i can sit in a classroom for four years or i can go learn how to be a welder and make twice what i could make yes sign me up for that because there's been more of a push recently to get more people into trades skilled jobs and get more you know things like that so i think we need more data or at least different data like why are more men not going to college and things like that so I think you're right. I think it comes down to the jobs that are available. I mean, a lot of the jobs you go to college for aren't necessarily, as you would say, male-focused careers. Yeah. Right? Technical college would be that area, like working on automobiles or more trade-specific jobs. I mean, you still have, like, doctors and lawyers, which can be more male-focused and Mm male-centered. But, again, like, I really just think it has more to do with guys being, like, no, 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 thank you. I'll go be a plumber and make three times what I could make sitting could in an office. It could certainly be a problem, but maybe it's coming off of the push that we've had for many years in which we've been telling everyone to go to college, regardless of what you're interested in or what your passion is. Go to college regardless of that. And, that's and now we're so- seeing the tail end of that and seeing, well, now the men are like, you know what, I've been going to college We've been going to college for all these years, and quite honestly, it sucks. We haven't seen that much of a benefit, and so now you have them tapering off in that regards. So it could be a good or or a bad thing. 
my other question to, I guess, if it's the author of this this article, you work in a boys' school. Mm-hmm. Please explain to me how it is not focused on boys. Now, I could see, like, the regular public education system falling behind, again, in learning styles, things like that for, for boys. But you work in a boys' school. Mm, they haven't brought anything up about statistics in boys' schools specifically. Um, but he mentions, as a frontline educator who's worked in a boys' school for 30 years, served as the head of a boys' school for the past 20 years, I've been an unhappy witness to this dilemma. Happy, though? Maybe he's speaking from his perspective as in, I've worked for boys' schools, and I've seen, because we've tailored our education to those boys, I've witnessed how public school and colleges have failed to to properly educate boys. Okay, maybe. That's fair. I just feel like maybe that needed a little bit more context. And if that's the case, I I do completely agree with him. I I do agree. I I don't even think it's a disputed fact that men and women learn differently maybe not totally differently but those differences are key in someone's learning style i said it to you when i have kids i'm going to send my girl to a girl's school and my boy to a boy's school i just think it you're tailoring it to how kids learn yeah and and i think there's less distractions as well um they're probably they'll probably be terrible in in the dating world but (laughs) Uh, the circumstance affecting these outcomes start much earlier in life, during boys' formative years. A study from 2013 points to family structure as a driver of boys' behaviors and reported that by 8th grade, for children raised by single mothers, the school suspension rate is 25% higher for boys than girls. And that kind of goes along with statistics that show that children raised by single parents are more likely to do worse in school and that kind of carries over to more like they're more likely to commit crimes or end up in jail or have lower paying jobs yeah not drastically different but it is a difference between two parent households and one parent household that's not to say that there aren't legions of single moms doing a fantastic job raising their kids i mean of course yeah right Not okay everyone is going to fit i guess i kind of there's get, going to be a bell curve i guess i kind of see where they're going with this it's more about like absence of dads and having i guess like that male role model but undeniably there's an absence of dads as jennifer just told us uh that is the crisis in our country According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 18.3 million children, or one in four, live without a biological step or adoptive father in the home. That's so sad. There's a lack of male role models in our schools, too. As of 2018, only 24% of all K-12 teachers were men, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. The structure and climate in our schools are equally important influencers when it comes to scholaristic success for young men. A major 2015 study, which collected data from nearly 5,000 subjects, concluded that school environments may be more attuned to feminine-type personalities, making it generally easier for girls to achieve better grades in schools. So going back to the whole, like, they're not being more male educators, 
and I know you have your own feelings about this term. However, that is kind of where the like toxic masculinity that feminists like to throw around comes in because you know what do you mean by that men are discouraged from getting jobs like being a teacher and things like that because traditionally they are more female centered who's discouraging them i mean society in general but specifically who in society i mean specifically other men and you know oh you need to get a real job or you know things like that saying that all the all the ones i interviewed I'm just saying it's a perception in society. It doesn't have to be specific people. I've never had that perception at all. I'm a dietitian. I work in a field that well, is cl- 98% Well, clearly of women. you're the exception, not the rule. But, I mean, I feel like that goes to a strong, you know, a lot of, again, men not being in, in those roles. So. I don't think it has anything to do with societal structure. I think it has to do with do men want to teach children? I think the answer is undoubtedly no i mean why not because it's a stressful job and i think research has shown that men are not people people or people persons and they choose fields that they don't really have to interact with other people that sounds like a lot of assumptions on, on teams well like myself for example again that's antidotal i really dislike having to talk on a day-to-day basis with people and get to know them on an emotional and individual level. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I think, maybe I'm off base. I don't know. And I, I think most men feel that way too. Like when it comes to kids, you really have to, you really have to do that. Right. You have to get to know them, each individual person, speak with them on an emotional level. And sure. A lot of men do that. I mean, a lot of male teachers do that. But I, I think overall, men are choosing a different field. And it also comes down to teachers get paid less. And if we're talking about men choosing fields rather than going to college, choosing trade fields, those are higher paying as well. Yeah. And men typically go after those higher paying jobs as well. So I don't think it has anything to do with society. I think it comes down to, to who they want to work with, what their preference, their job preference is, and what pays the most. Okay. I disagree, but... And that's fine. Uh, A 2016 report from the American Sociological Association concluded that the way teachers respond to boys' behaviors plays a significant role in shaping their educational outcome years later. The study found that elementary school boys had much greater exposure to negative school environments compared with girls and in high school boys reported significantly higher rates of grade repetition and lower educational experiences given that boys are more likely to be held back and punished it's easy to say uh, it's easy to understand why teachers might approach male students with certain unconscious biases which may translate into self-fulfilling outcomes imagine being bombarded with a constant course of pay attention stop fight fidgeting don't touch that Yet, that's what many of our boys experience in everyday school. I'm not suggesting that school structure should be relaxed. A structured learning environment is important for boys, but this can be achieved in concert with using teaching techniques that works especially well for boys. And I would agree that is a problem, because if you have a room full of girls, 
and they are sitting there politely, raising their hand, answering questions appropriately, not crying out for attention by making farting noises in the back of the class. And then you look over to the boys, and you try to line them up with how the girls are acting. Of course they're going to look out of line. And now you're saying, pay attention, stop fidgeting, I mean, stop making fart noises with your armpits. Again, For like... For the love of God, sit down. That's just children, I feel like. Though, I mean, maybe it gets... My sister's a kindergarten teacher, mm-hmm. so maybe it gets worse. Like, or the the dynamic and the the differences are noticeable more in the upper grades. But like, I know for five year olds, the they're all making fart noises and laughing and pointing and yeah. I think you're at a disadvantage here because you never went to public school. I mean, maybe you went for a year, right? Yeah. I just remember all throughout my my education, you were in a room, the girls were quiet, the boys were grating noise. I was in the bad classes. I will be forthcoming with that. I was in the bad classes, but I was the smart one in the bad classes, which was awesome. Yeah. No one paid attention to me. Everyone thought I was cool because I'd help them out with homework and stuff. But I also remember, like... But, but, but all the boys were making a scene, and all the girls would sit and pay attention. I would also, like, practice my spelling words spinning in the living room in like one of the spinny chairs because it helped me focus so part i mean part of the reason my mom chose to homeschool me is because the public education system cannot tailor to an individual learning style right so i mean i got what i needed Mm -hmm. because we did not go a traditional school route and Mm -hmm. you're just not going to get that when you've got 36 children Mm -hmm. in a classroom even with two teachers mm-hmm. in like a co-teach situation you're just not going to get it so. and that's why i say i would separate my kids out boy school girl school sure they're still in a classroom of 30 people but at least you would tailor it towards at least one gender's learning style so it would help a, a little bit yeah i think homeschooling is the best option because of course you know your kid you know their learning style, and you know how they behave, um, so you're better able to work around those parameters. But obviously that's not the ideal thing. Yeah, and it's not feasible for everybody. And I've even said, maybe you would agree with me that we need to put more of an effort into our educational system in understanding how each student does learn. Right, because I know I said that girls learn in a specific way and boys learn in a, in, a, in a specific way as well but it's not as nuanced as that or it's not as broad as that it's more nuanced so i think if you take every child at the beginning of the year and you kind of evaluate them and you learn how they best learn then maybe you could divide them up to the classrooms based on how they would learn yeah Public that would, would never, never do that. No, ever happen no. uh, in the ideal world yes i think that would work also in like a private school who is tailored to yeah. the that's, that could be their, like, private school niche. Yeah. But we know that boys benefit from introducing lessons through dramatic points of entry that grab their attention. We know that boys are kinesthetic learners who benefit from hands-on activities where they learn by touch, exploration, and manipulation. The absence of these opportunities during the pandemic when so many students were learning online has had a considerable impact on education advancement, especially for boys. 
In all boys' schools and classrooms where teachers are focused on the unique social, emotional, and learning needs of boys, young men are thriving. But I'm not issuing a rallying cry to nationalize single-gender education. Nor am I. I was just yeah. mentioning how I would do it myself as a parent. All boys and all girls' schools work well for some students, and not as well for others. Exploring different schooling options for your child is just common sense. And that's where the idea of school choice comes in as well. <laughs> Being able to choose the best school option for your child. Because sure, maybe every school teaches the same, but maybe this school has a better teacher for kinesthetic learning. What I am saying is that within almost any school setting, there's room to improve our practices to ensure boys aren't being un unintentionally marginalized or excluded. Working to make our classroom more boy-friendly is an important step in resolving the crisis young men face in our country. But Jennifer, how in the world can we focus on fixing this crisis that young men face in our country when only about five corporations in the United States are run by women and not enough women are in the STEM field. How can we focus on everything, everyone, when there's so much disparity amongst the female gender? I don't know what you're asking. I'm simply setting myself up here because I remember when I was a child that there was a campaign that pushed everyone to succeed and we said everyone was a superhero and everyone could do anything they wanted to in the world. Our school's not doing that? Well, no. Because we're actively pushing for female empowerment. Which is great. It's a yeah, great thing. We're actively pushing but when you're focusing, female students right. into a field mm -hmm. and style of you know uh, or you know education right. that may not that they may not previously have considered mm -hmm. because it's kind of a boy thing. Oh, science is dirty and mm -hmm. that's a boy subject. I don't if you give one side or one person a little bit more help, it doesn't mean that you're taking away. It's not pie. You're I, not taking away from the other group because there's still plenty of men going into STEM fields. But I think when you start pushing one person, you leave one side, you leave the other side behind. I don't think that's true. I think that you can lift someone up over here mm -hmm. without pushing somebody down on the other side. But if you're giving all the attention and encouragement to one side, where's the attention and encouragement going for the other side? No one is saying, like, looking, no one's looking at a group of school children and going, yay, girls, boys, meh. Right, no one is saying that. But imagine your parents, and you have two ch children, and one is a boy and one is a girl. And every day you hear to, to the girl, the boy hears the girl, you can be the superhero, and you can be in the STEM field, and you can exceed in girl power. Where is the encouragement for the other side? And I'm just pointing out, <laughs> I'm just pointing out that as a kid, the messaging was everyone can be a hero. Everyone is super. Everyone can be anything they want to be. And that was applicable to 
everyone. But again, you have girls who were not encouraged necessarily. Not that they were actively discouraged. I mean, for a while they were, you know, like they were more likely to take home economics courses or things like that. Again, going back to that society that you say doesn't actually influence anything um, for genders. You are, you know, encouraged or even you know, or more discouraged to go into STEM fields. Maybe not discouraged to go into STEM fields, but again, like me, like I didn't think that I could really do math or science or anything like that. So I just didn't. And I ended up going into a very social services field. I don't think that my gender had any like kind of actual bias on that, but I definitely, I mean, if I had been more encouraged to do that, then, then I might've actually gone on to be a marine biologist like I wanted to for a while, so. Perfect, that is a perfect statement, yes. If you were encouraged more, you might have done something differently. So when you're giving all the encouragement to one side and not the other, the same result would happen. But no one's not giving encouragement to boys, especially in things like science and math. And if you have a child, if you have two children and you're saying, yay, girl power, and you're not going, you know, equally going like, yay, go boy, you're just a terrible parent. And no one is saying the second one. There is no national campaign push to say the second one. That is my point. Because there doesn't need to be. Because naturally, boys are going to go into that, and they're going to be more interested in that. Not sure. Statistically speaking, we just read that boys are currently less are going into college less. And we also talked about that they might be looking at other things like oh, I can, uh, I can go to school for 10 years and be a doctor, or I can go to school and do an apprenticeship for two years and be a plumber. Yes, There's... so naturally they're not going into those STEM fields for which you're saying they're naturally being encouraged to go into. But then you're also arguing that they learn differently and, and that they're just not as interested in, in school and things like that. So... That could be the contributing factor to, to that. My argument is that the messaging is not equal. And so if we're looking at contributing factors to a problem, there's never going to be one singular problem, whether it be men aren't interested in a college education anymore, or men are interested in higher paying jobs, so they're not going to college, or men are more rowdy, so they're less likely to pay attention to school, or there's single, the single fatherhood rate is higher, and men need that male role model. A contributing factor could be also, in addition to all those things, the messaging that is no longer encouraging for one side, but rather encouraging for the other. It's not discouraging for men. No one is saying men can't do something or men shouldn't do something. But there's not a push of encouragement. Right? Like I said, with two parents, one parent who is always championing one child and not the other. You should be championing both of your children. You but should, okay. which is exactly my point. So when you say you, a specific gender, should do something, 
and you don't also apply that to the other gender. I just both don't are not getting that messaging, like you said. I just don't think that a push in schools to make science and math more interesting for girls is what is not having boys go to college more. Like, I just, and again, that's my opinion. Maybe it's wrong, but I just don't think lifting one group up is pushing another group down. Why can't you lift them both up at the same time? You can. And again, my argument is then is that we're they? not, because you don't have to have a like giant poster or whatever. Again, like the, the point then of, why do we have giant posters? the point of getting girls more interested in STEM and whatever is because again, society and just their interests, like they're, you're making it more palatable for them. Boys are going to have a natural inclination towards it the way it is. Because they're like, oh, cool, dirt. So why aren't we saying you all can be the scientist? Why is the messaging, you the girl, can be the scientist? Why are you... Oh my god, okay, I can't, I can't do this. Nope. That's my point. Why are we not... <laughs> That's my point exactly. Why are we're we going not... in circles with this argument? No, so. my my point is why are we not lifting both genders up? Why are we focusing so much attention? Because on again, one? the research and the data at the time when we were looking at this showed mm -hmm. that girls were not going into STEM research and things like that mm -hmm. as much. So you needed to make it more palatable for them or more interesting for them or more encouraging for them and there's nothing wrong with that do i think that schools need to cater more to boys learning styles do i think there are areas of improvement yes 100 percent. but but that's not one of them that's no one is saying oh you can't do what you want i just really like that no i don't know where i was going with that right no one's saying you can't do what you want there's a heavy-handed focus for one gender over the other. Okay. I mean, there is. We've had a campaign for women. It's a fantastic thing. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. Kind of sounds like you're saying it's not a good thing, so... No, I'm, it's a very good thing. But when you start seeing negative impacts on the other side of the aisle, don't be surprised. I don't think you can claim or argue or that that is the reason we're seeing these impacts. There's too many other factors. Whereas we've seen improvements in young girls getting involved in, in STEM sciences and, and things like that, and clubs and, and activities from the movement too. Fantastic. So the messaging has encouraged people to become more involved and get more engaged in higher education. So why aren't we doing that equally? Because mm, all the mean feminists just really want all the boys to not succeed. Well, no one's saying that. I'm just pointing out that if I was in charge, I would make sure that the messaging was pushing everyone to be the best possible person they could be. I would hope schools are doing that. They're not. They used to. 
back when I was in school. I really, I, I really feel like schools are pushing all their students to, again, are there areas of improvement? 100%. What is the current campaign to get men interested in higher education and okay. being leaders of corporations? What, please tell me when men are not already leaders in corporations. You said yourself there are not as many women running corporations right. as there are men. So please tell me where the men are at a disadvantage in that area at this moment. I'm not saying the men are at a disadvantage. But why do we need to change the messaging so that we don't keep lifting everyone up? Just because men are running more corporations, for instance, doesn't mean that we have to take away messaging that encourages people in order to equalize. And again, I don't think anybody is taking away messaging. If they are, they shouldn't be. But there's nothing wrong with giving girls a little bit more encouragement when we see that typically they don't go into those fields. I don't see anything wrong with encouraging everybody. Well, because clearly that was not working with more men being in those higher positions. So you still had one group at a higher advantage than the other. But again, there's multiple factors there. Oh, such as okay. I hmm. was never saying that the messaging was the only factor. And I said many minutes ago that it was not. But it's a possible factor. It's a possible factor. But again, I don't think you can say... I mean, I feel like you just proved my argument. Like, there are many factors and interest being one of them if you're encouraging the girls to get more interested in it whereas you don't have to encourage the boys as much there's nothing wrong with that everyone should be told you can do whatever you want i would again believe sure. there's something wrong with that because that very belief is the belief we had when we previously assumed that women were less interested in stem fields and leadership positions in corporations. Well, they weren't going into them as often, so. Yes. Anyway. I believe we are both correct. I believe that we have probably beaten this horse to past death, so leave comments. Mm -hmm down below telling us your thoughts and opinions on this conversation do you think we need more stem program messaging or what do you think i think we need messaging that is applicable to everybody you don't, don't have to agree with jack but put your thoughts in the comments down below i just don't think you should have be taylor i don't think you should if as a, if i was a parent I would not be telling my children two different things. You're not telling them two different things. If I'm telling one something and not telling the other something, that is telling them two different things. Okay. We're going to agree to disagree on this one. And the would be different for both of those people.
Just like if I taught one a skill, it did not teach the other a skill. If I told one you should read more, and I did not tell the other to read more, it doesn't mean they won't both read the same amount, but there's, in all likelihood, the one I tell to read more will read more. Maybe not. Unless they're just truly not interested in it, but my sister could be told, you know, you need to read more. That would not diminish the fact that I love to read and will actively read and go out and find books and, and, you know, I'll read at the drop of a hat. Whereas, again, my sister, she's not so into reading, so. And you wouldn't feel ignored. No, because, I mean, as long as. You wouldn't feel like they're not paying you enough attention. You're the one that loves to read, but they're not. I mean, encouraging you to do something with that are they natural like, interest to read. Are they not buying me books because, oh, my sister needs the books, so we're not going to buy you a book because your sister needs to read more. Now, that might, you know, make That's me feel some... That's the same some, as messaging. It's not the same as messaging. Sure, if they're buying you If you're actively preventing someone from reaching that right. goal, then okay. Oh, it's on the same lines. If you're buying both people books, you're providing the same messaging. If you're buying one books and not the other, you're providing one messaging and not the other. You specifically said, I'm telling one child to read more and not the other one. The books are at the same disposal. I've got a pile of books. You can choose from books you want to read. You can choose from books you want to read. But I'm telling this child, you need to read more. You should read more. But this child has a more natural inclination to go and read. That child is going to go and choose from the books that are still right there, still readily available, the opportunity. However, this child won't because no matter how many times you say you should read more, they prefer to draw. Exactly. We should be giving both people the same messaging and the same ability and the mm -hmm. same resources. And with that, they can make a determination with how they will direct their lives and what interests them. But in my book scenario, say you don't have to tell one child, oh, you need to read more. They'll still go get the books. But by actively saying, you know, you're very smart and this book might interest you. May I make this recommendation? Oh, yeah, sure. That could actively encourage that child to read. Whereas, again, this one, because they love to read, does not need as much prompting. Fantastic. So the opportunity no is still there. That's fantastic. But the messaging. So there's no problem with giving the child that already has an interest The in opportunity. Reading. Right. There's no problem giving them the opportunity. So there is no problem giving both genders the same messaging. I think you're... I, I think we're getting lost because I consider opportunity to be different from messaging. If you're actively stopping a child from going into, from being, in, if you're saying you can't join the science club because you're a boy, then that's different from saying, hey girls, don't forget the science club is something that exists and you could be really good at it. Why don't you join us? Whereas the boys are like, oh, hey, cool, science. Hey, don't forget we have a science club. You're doing the same thing. You're just putting a little bit more emphasis for the one that might not be as naturally inclined to go to it. I think they it have the same, same opportunity. 
But if you hear that something is just for girls or just for boys, as the opposite gender, you're less likely to go for that. No one's saying. We talked the saying. other day about California and how they're removing um, gendered language from their from their from their um, toy aisles. And you were saying, well, there's no problem if a boy plays with a girl's toy or a girl plays with a boy's toy. And I agree, there's no problem there. They're just toys. And you don't need that gendered language when it comes to a toy. But if you do have that gendered language, one child will believe that a toy is specifically for them, right? And that comes from advertising as well, right? He-Man, he's for the boys. He's big and strong. Or Barbie, she's pretty and pink. That's for the girls. And so, sure, a child may be naturally inclined to choose either of the two, but if you're saying this is specifically for the boys, the boys will be more inclined to purchase it, the girls less so. If you say this is for the girls, the girls are more inclined to purchase it, the boys less so. So if you say that science, hey girls, it's here, the science is here for the girls, go to the science club, girls, 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 but nobody's looking at the boys and going, hey, the girls are over in science club. <laughs> but then the boys begin to think, oh, science, that's the girls' things. I don't think that that's happening. Again. Then why aren't more boys in gymnastics? Why aren't more because boys in nobody's, Because nobody's saying. Because the messaging is that cheerleading and gymnastics are for girls. If there's more messaging that says, boys, 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 join cheerleading or join gymnastics. But the messaging for naturally they may be more inclined to do it, even though they may naturally not be wanting to do it. The messaging for how many years has been more that science is a boy thing, math is a boy thing, being a doctor is a boy thing. Not that it was actively pushed, mm -hmm. but it's just the societal expectation or the the you know what society was like oh no this is more boys so there's nothing wrong with a small push for girls to get into these things that's my sure. position it will not change if it does not have a negative implication on the other side of the aisle and we don't know that it does there's certainly nothing wrong with it we do not know that it does well I would not be surprised, considering the article outlined how schools are failing boys. And a lot of the messaging in schools is girls, girls, girls. And as I mentioned, when I was in school, it was everybody, everybody, everybody. It's, it's still everybody, everybody, everybody. Not but the it, messaging is girls, girls, it's girls. It's just girls can also do this which you may not have previously thought you could do because you're a girl. Yes, and girls can also drive garbage trucks and work on oil rigs. And Fantastic. We should 100% be, be pushing more of our girls to go into these trade, trade jobs, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Do it. But if I put up a banner at school that says, hey, girls, go be a garbage dri truck driver, are you then going to say, well, why can't you just put up a sign that says everyone should be a garbage truck driver? Yes, I would say that. Well, I think that's dumb. Well, I completely disagree. <laughs> Obviously. encouraging both people to succeed equally is dumb. But again, you're... And I know you don't believe that. I don't believe that encouraging people... Okay. 
no to <laughs> to clarify we should be encouraging our children equally yes yes we should however if one side needs a little bit more no because no. oh jeez okay well <laughs> i'm wrong you cannot say that I believe in equal messages. I believe, no. One side should get more. That is not the definition. Let me clarify. Equal. I, you should say anyone can do anything they want to do. Yes. 100%. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Anybody can be anything that they want to be. However. Because if you love it and you're passionate about it, go for it. When the previous messaging has been, boys do this more often, then it is okay to lift the girls into that interest. I don't know why I'm still explaining this. I've said it about six times, and you're still rounding back. Because, again, if a boy, you know, if we want to say, hey, boys should be more teachers, which you earlier said, that's just not a thing. If we say, you know, if we see, okay, more girls go into teaching. So why is there not a push in schools to be like, hey, boys, you can be teachers. Yes, why is That's okay. Then 100% do that. But you don't need to say, girls, you can also be teachers because historically, more teachers are female. So you don't need to give them that extra encouragement to say, hey, you should go be a teacher. Like you might the boys, because it might not interest them. But if they hear, oh, hey, Mrs. So-and-so said that, you know, I could be a teacher and that would be really cool. And she's really pushing boys to learn more about being a teacher. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't say to the girls, hey, don't go be a teacher. It just says, boys, you can do this, too. What was the teacher's name? I don't know, Mrs. So-and-so. Well, I wish Mrs. So-and-so would give equal attention to both people. She is, but also there's 36 of them, so. It sounds like she's prioritizing one over the other. Well, now she's prior prioritizing the boys, so. Well, it would make her life a lot easier <laughs> if she only had to say one message, which is all of you can be teachers because you can do it. It doesn't mean you're interested in it. doesn't mean you will go towards it. But if you so wanted to, all of you can be teachers. All of you can be garbage men. The, the plural of garbage men. Including garbage persons. Garbage persons. Can all be teachers. You can all be garbage persons. And all of you. Don't be a garbage person, but like. You can be a garbage person. No, equally, people could be garbage people. And there are a, a lot garbage of garbage person. people in this world, so. We have talked this to death. And I am correct. You're not correct, but. But let us in the comments down below. Which do you I did that agree already. With? I already did that. Yes, but the messaging needs to be equal, so it needs to now come from a guy. No, it only needs to come from the girl, because girl power oh, well, and boo boys. I, I believe in everyone can do anything they want to do. Except encourage girls. No one should do that. No, I think you should encourage both genders equally. And if We're so getting back into it. And if to go to one field or go to other fields, that's perfectly okay.
but I will always encourage my children equally because I will never want one of them to feel like they haven't had the same amount of attention. But naturally, you're going to foster... Never mind. Nope, we're not getting back into it. But Comment down below! Comments. We will see you in the next one. And if you would like to join our podcast to tell me why I'm wrong or why Jennifer is so, so right. Because I am. Please let us know. Because we love conversation. And we would just like to point out, even though it might have seemed like we're fighting, we're actually pretty cool. Right? We're fighting a little bit right now. We're not. I'm not fighting. <laughs> I'm fighting. Okay. But anyway, we're cool. Whatever. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.